to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Tonight on Universe Box. Rent the Justice League when it's released. Skip the checkout line with Amazon Go. And Pigs in Space makes its return. This is Universe Box. So how are you doing tonight, Anne-Marie? I'm good. Apparently, I'm confused that it's December 8th already. <laughs> it is December 8th. We are eight days into September. December. December. Not September. September. Well, I'm way off. I'm way <laughs> off. But uh, how are you guys doing? We're joining you tonight, as we always do, live Thursday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. And uh, we don't have many chatters, but we have Michael we have Lucero Michael in Lucero. there. Hello, sir. Michael Lucero. Hello. How you doing, sir? And hopefully some more people will pop in there soon. But I, as always, we're here to talk about uh, entertainment, pop culture, kind of news. We have a new segment tonight, which we I'm very do. excited Yay! about. New segment. Which you'll be hearing about in just a couple minutes. But I, ha- I have a confession, Anne-Marie. <gasps> These are my confessions. I have a wildly mild hangover from last night. Like. <gasps> Do I, you? Yeah, I, I, I kind of figured you did. Yeah, I went out drinking uh, for a little bit last night till about 11.30 p.m. or so, and it, just a wildly mild hangover. And this is how we know that we're getting old. Yes. You have a hangover <laughs> from going out and coming home before midnight. And having five drinks over five hours. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Uh, you know, it's we're, okay. we're, we're going to barrel through here. And uh, if nothing else, this is a good comparison point for our listeners. This is what Bill sounds like, wildly mild. Mild Hanover versus how he normally sounds, which is probably about the same. About the same, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you know what? I I, I think we've uh, enough preamble here. Do you have any other preamble? I I got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> okay, well let's go ahead and get into the news then. I okay. So first we're going to look into the world of television and serialized streaming storytelling in televisionary. televisionary. Okay, so what's up first, Anne-Marie? All right, Hairspray Live doesn't hit the ratings mark. So big, dun, dun, dun. big names don't always mean big ratings for NBC's live musicals. This week's Hairspray Live tied with 2014's Peter Pan at around 9 million viewers, which is really nothing to sneeze at, um, but came nowhere close to The Sound of Music's 18 million or The Wiz's 11.5. Uh the word is John Waters is so upset he shaved his mustache. Yeah, it, rip John Waters' mustache. Rip John Waters' mustache. That's the best thing about John Waters is that mustache. Oh, no, the original Hairspray. The original Hairspray the original was pretty hairspray, good, too. Which Definitely. leads me to believe that, personally, I think that they didn't do good on the ratings because we just had a remake of Hairspray less than 10 years ago. Also, stop with the remakes! <laughs> I hate these TV musicals so bad. Like, so, you're fixing me. <laughs> so bad. Um, nothing is ever going to compare to the original Hairspray. Nothing. I'm sorry. It's you, you can't do it. Also, as a theater kid, I hate these. Live theater is meant to be live. Like, you were there in person playing to and with an audience, not to a camera. While these are aired live, it still isn't the same thing because you're playing to a spot versus the room. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're doing a live musical, it should be to the room and there just happens to be some cameras capturing it well it, it can be kind of cool sometimes like uh, i i know you did we both watched the whiz and we that did. was basically like a tape performance but greece actually See, did, i didn't watch greece did a really cool job of like they had you know cast members running between sets and like performing in front of a crowd See, like you know they well, they did some some uh, songs outside in front of the crowd and stuff. There's the difference. That was on Fox. All these others have been mm-hmm. on NBC, and I think they're overly produced. Yeah. Plus, I, I think, uh, to its credit, uh, Grease uh, was staged by the guy who staged Hamilton the musical. Oh, well done. I, I, I learned. So, <laughs> so yeah, he, he's he's pretty good at, uh, you know, the old stagecraft thing. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, it's not the same thing, though. It's not exactly the same thing, for sure. Now, I, I really enjoyed The Wiz and Grease, so I'm hopeful for this one whenever I get a chance to see it. But I do agree with you that it feels like it's too soon after the movie to have a really big impact, mm-hmm. especially since 
outside of a big opening weekend, it didn't really capture the zeitgeist. Uh, that is quite the word. Yeah, the zeitgeist? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it wasn't a huge hit. It didn't really, like, no. uh, stick around, really. I mean, it's kind of forgettable. I, I, I'd love for them to pick a more contemporary show for the next one. For example... I think you're in town would be a really good choice, especially since so many colleges and community theaters have performed it in recent years. Yep. It has a name, but it could really stand out as its own thing. And if The Walking Dead's taught us anything, these sort of uh, like dire kind of like appocalyptic society shows can can get a real hook in. And I think we can all relate now. Yeah. Feels a little apocalyptic. Definitely, if you it's don't know, if you maybe. don't know, you're in town. The musical, the basic premise you gotta of it. Pee to pee. Yeah, basic, you gotta basic. Pay to pee. For the privilege to, to pee. pee. Okay, uh, so yeah, so There's you're in town. The musical tonight. next year, NBC. Get <laughs> on it, Amory. What's up next? Next flick. <laughs> next flick. Next flick. Netflix goes unscripted. Netflix has big goals, and they are working towards having. Half of their content be Netflix originals. That's a lot of content, y'all. And they are well on their way. With 30 original scripted programs currently available on the service, they are looking to add 20 unscripted, a.k.a. reality shows, in 2017. Yeah. In efforts to hit this goal, their production budget got a $1 billion billion upgrade. Which I believe they had to take out a loan for, so... Hopefully it works out for them. <laughs> so two thoughts. One, woohoo, for more Netflix originals. I've liked most of what I've seen of varying degrees, adult programming and children's and all of that. Mm-hmm. Number two, did it have to be reality TV? Look, I'm going Italian here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm giving you the... the hey, a reality uh, the, did it have to be the reality TV? <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. I enjoy a stupid amount of reality TV for realsies, but... That isn't why I go to Netflix. That's mm-hmm. what I go for scrolling around Sling when yeah. I'm bored in the middle of the day. I you, put on you, cooking shows. You or go to Netflix for quality programming. I go to Netflix for a story. Mm-hmm. I go to Netflix for some, something of a su- little more substance. Yeah. Um, but by the same token, Netflix has really detailed analytics on what people watch. And if people are watching the reality TV shows, they're getting the rights to and putting on there. I guess that... This move probably makes more sense if you see the numbers. You know, I, I can see it kind of. The, the pro- they're probably getting this, though, from, like, the HGTV shows and the Food Network shows that they have mm-hmm. that I'm sure they would lose if they're starting to produce their own. Yeah. Um, you know, not everything will be a fixer-upper. <laughs> He's a bit of a fixer. No, sorry. He's him. a bit of a fixer-upper. But so, I, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think this move makes a lot of sense for Netflix. Uh, yeah. As other media companies try to launch their own competing services, uh, they, they're they going to be severing ties with Netflix, which means Netflix needs to, you know, up their original content to compete. Mm-hmm. I, while I've enjoyed several of their series, I've never actually checked out one of their movies, though, because I, I think uh, really the only person they have a deal with is Adam Sandler, right? Um. I think I think those are the only uh, you know the only films they've been releasing so far, but but uh, you know I I did think it was interesting in the article they mentioned that they're making a movie with Will Smith and it's going to be directed by David Ayers of Suicide Squad fame. Is he going to get jiggy with it? I, I'd hope so. Two K N Y all of my eye. You got a Prada with a lot of stuff in it. Prada bag with a lot of stuff in it, rather. Um, Too far. But the CEO did mention that this movie is uh, kind of the direction they want to take their movie division in in the future. Mm-hmm. So I, I I think if they're getting like a really sort of a bombastic, Ooh, uh, individualistic. Uh, movie creator like David Ayers and a big star like Will Smith, it really bodes well for their cinematic future. I really like. I would love to see that, especially since David Ayers did Suicide Squad and Will Smith was awesome. Yes, definitely and Suicide Squad. But you know what? Speaking of movies, Anne Marie. Speaking of movies, Bill. Uh, why don't you grab your popcorn and find your seat? Okay, okay. We're gonna open up the curtain on Cinematters. Okay, so each Thursday we'll let you know about a few <laughs> movies that are coming to a theater near you. A few standouts for this week include Office Christmas Party, La La Land, and Contract to Kill. Uh, here's a little more info on two selections we found interesting. You want to go first, Anne-Marie? Uh, sure. Thanks for taking my intro. <laughs> so, Miss Sloan, Jessica Chastain takes on all of Washington and the NRA in this political drama. She goes toe-to-toe with the likes of Sam Watterson and John Lithgow for the upper hand as to who is right and who is wrong when it comes 
comes to gun rights. Mm -hmm. And then I got distracted from putting in the rest of my point. So it <laughs> looks amazing. It looks amazing. Okay. So a lot of Washington stories lately center around the presidency. It's mm -hmm. A lot of TV shows, but you know, there's also more movies than anyone can count about the president. This seems a little bit more the lobbies and yeah. the Congress and mm -hmm. how those re interact and, you know, paying people off. Is it legal? Is it not legal? It so it's kind of almost like a, a thank you for smoking, but with guns instead of cigarettes. Prob yeah. 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 Um, I never saw thank you for smoking, <laughs> but I know just enough to say, yes, I think that's it. Uh, it looks amazing. I mean, with the actors that are in it, it I mean, it, it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. So go see it. It's going to be good. Wow, uh, we're just singing a lot tonight. We are. That's fine, though. Okay, and, and my pick is, uh, it's a little movie you might have heard of. It's called La La Land. Uh, La La now, Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone star as two down-on-their-luck artists in Hollywood who fall in love while singing and dancing. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, now, while people are freaking out over the musical aspect of this, I think the cinematography in particular is going to be the big draw for me. Mm -hmm. uh, some of the shots are absolutely gorgeous here. I'm going to skip ahead in the trailer a little but just so you can see they look like they're straight out of an old hollywood picture like an old studio picture back in the old studio days you know the 40s the 50s the 60s <laughs> uh, and you know obviously there's music and i like musicals so that's good too uh, but for some reason i thought it was set back in the 40s or 50s or 60s oh. uh, but apparently it's set in the modern day uh, but just has sort of that aesthetic to it i i, I think i i really like too that the title la la land i in both the it both stands for L.A. proper, you know, La La Land, is, which is a name for L.A., and the fact that both characters both sort of have their heads in the cloud. Nice. I I, I don't think I'll see this in theaters, unfortunately, because uh, I, I normally go and see a movie on December 25th, and I, I have another one picked <laughs> out, which I'll probably be talking about next week. But I'm definitely anxious to check this out once it gets released on VHS. I mean, home viewing. I mean, DVD. I mean, digital first. Once I, we I don't can know. get it on the TV box. <laughs> Whatever oh. it takes to get to the TV box. By the way, we'd like to welcome Angel T into our chat room how's Welcome it going angel the chat room lady great to have you here for sure yes. it's been a couple weeks okay so Anne marie what's our next story is disney raising movie ticket prices so according to one reddit user in australia disney is forcing the the budget theater to charge more for some of its screenings so that they meet their minimum dollar requirement set by disney for movies mm -hmm. they're in negotiations to hopefully not have to make this uh ticket increase for the first time in 10 years for that theater. Yeah. So like that's a big deal. If you haven't raised your prices in 10 years, your your clients know what to expect. Mm -hmm. So as someone who personally frequents budget theaters <laughs> because with a family of 5 it costs like $75 to go to a regular theater for a regular movie. Very true. And that's not happening. Um, I really hope that this isn't going to be like an overall thing. Like I know it is based in Australia. So maybe it's not something they're applying um in the U.S., maybe it's an international thing. Mm -hmm. um, however, the conversion of Australian dollars to U.S. dollars m actually makes it not quite as bad. Um, the conversion is like nine Australian dollars. It makes it like six seventy-five uh -huh. U.S., which is, I, which is still a really good deal here. Mm -hmm. um, so, who's to say that the rule won't isn't actually already here? Well, I think I think. You're afraid to to cross the mouse. I'm not afraid to cross the mouse. I know mouse. you're not. I love the mouse. This too is much. this is typical Disney. I, hey, I mean, hey, Dis anger. Hey, Disney is completely greedy, and everybody knows that. Uh, for in it, this kind of upsets me because first they disallow theaters from letting patrons use free passes for their films. And now this? It's not just Disney that disallows the free passes. A lot of times, it's like the first week. But Disney or two. started it. They did, and I don't think you're allowed to use them for Disney full stop. Like even after it's been out for a couple weeks. At least, I, at least I believe at AMC theaters. But either way, Disney's <laughs> greedy. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And the thing is, Disney is this company. They're already raking in tons of dough every year. They're breaking records. You see a new story every two weeks about how Disney broke a record for this or that for profits. So. Why should they, of all people, be setting prices for theaters just to inflate their numbers? How do you think they make all that money? By uh, setting prices for theaters so they can inflate their numbers. That uh, and selling weird tent shanties in Magic Kingdom. <laughs> That's a different story. But I, I, I don't know. I, I think that Disney as a company is due for a fall in the, in the next 
few years. I, I think they're going to get back to like home on the range short of Disney they're days. They're going to home <laughs> on the range. They are never going back. But between their film and theme park businesses, they, they are a company that's consumed by greed and kind of synonymous with yeah. greed. A, and they take every opportunity to squeeze the last dollar from people who are like fanatical about them, who love them. And I feel like that fanaticism can only be stretched so thin before it completely rips in half and people, uh, you know, completely embrace the universal uh, monster movie universe and completely leave Disney behind. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of feel the thing that disappoints me the most about this is that I think that Walt Disney, while he was, you know, a businessman and he wanted to make a profit, I think he would be sad at what the modern Disney has become because their profit first, where he was make a good thing and you'll make money on it, they're make money. To make money. Yeah, to make money. That and a lot of why Walt made Disneyland was so that everybody could go. Yeah. It, w- it was meant to be an everybody can go park, not only the rich can go, and it really isn't. We're now, now you have to take out a second mortgage in order to afford to go to Disney World for a week, you know? Well, <laughs> so. if you do it right. Uh, <laughs> Over in the chat room, Angel T says, Disney is a corporation in the end, despite my love for them. And that's very, very true. true. And I mean, I, I mean, it could just be you know, indicative of a bigger problem with, you know, corporations these days that... I think the whole world is just a little too greedy right around now. Yeah, yeah, and a little bit. And it's Christmas time, so we're even worse. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys. But, uh, you know, on the opposite side of the coin is our next story. What, what, what's our next story, Emery? It's time to rent the Justice League. So this story was sent to us by Wu S. Kim. Now, if you can't be bothered with those rising ticket prices of our last story, well, never fear. iTunes is in negotiations with studios like Warner Brothers to bring new movies right into your house with premium movie rentals. These rentals will come with a price tag between $25 and $50, but but think of the savings on snacks and comfort. You'll be watching (laughs) the Justice League from your couch within two weeks of its theatrical release, and hey... You can pause it and take a potty break if you need to. And then you can hop online immediately and argue about whether it was a good movie or not, like all the other DC movies. It'll be great. <laughs> okay, so uh, Amory. You can live stream it. <laughs> you can use your phone all you want. <laughs> okay, Amory, what, what do you think about this news? Sold. I'm in. Totally in. $25 less than I'm going to pay ever to go to a theater or to a movie between either tickets and popcorn and beer and babysitters. I will pay you $25 mm-hmm. to watch it from a couch. Um, yeah, even at, like a group of friends, if you wanted to go see a movie with friends, like it would be cheaper just to everybody throw in or like you bring a pizza, you bring beer, I'll, I'll pick the up movie. the movie. And, there it yeah. is. It's, exa- it's exactly what it is. Um, let's see. I'm all about capitalizing on the comforts of being home and having the ability to pause when needed. This is, will also make watching a movie more than once to review it since we are totally reviewing Justice League easier and cheaper. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And let's see here. Over in the chat room, uh, well, I- as far as Disney, Michael Lucero says, not a big fan of Disney, honestly, except for the fact that they own Lost. We get it, Michael. Know, You're a Lost fan. <laughs> <laughs> he, he also says in terms of this story that I do it. I like going to theaters, but it'd be easier just to rent it at home. Very very much so. I know. I just wish I could get the popcorn at home because the popcorn is like a whole different beast. Yeah. And, and I, I feel like uh, it'll just uh, make some popcorn, put a gallon of butter on it, a gallon of salt, and you're good to go. Yes. Uh, but I, I feel like it's only a matter of time before this becomes a reality. This isn't an They've if. They've been talking this... about it for years. Oh, yeah. It, it's not an if. It's a win. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think big theater chains are probably the ones holding it back. But uh, if the similar situation between comic book shops and comic book companies are any indication, because back in the day, back before they started doing like comiXology and all the digital sort of release stuff, the people holding back uh, digital releases of comic books were comic book shops because they they were like, we're going to lose all all our money. And uh, so I I kind of feel like the theaters are in the same situation here. Uh, But if I feel like uh, if they do what the comic book companies did, Mm -hmm. which was... What they did is they cut the comic shops in like they had like these little card. I, I believe it was like little cards that they could hand out at the comic shops and you could go to Comixology, punch in that code, and then your comic bo- local comic book shop would get a cut of the profits for oh, any digital good. titles you got. So I have a feeling... I, 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 Something I th- like that. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, they're eventually going to have to make a deal with like AMC and Carmike and all that, which I think are kind of the same company or going they to are. be. Uh, but, but, you know, they're going to have to make cut a deal like that to where they get a cut of the profits from this to kind of move it forward. Maybe. Uh, 
but but I think it'll if nothing else it'll ease the transition a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, uh, you know, unlike Michael Lucero in the chat room, I it, there isn't anything particularly special to me about seeing a film in the theater. I generally go to the theater uh, just because there isn't another option. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I want to see Justice League, I have to go to the theater on opening day because I have to see Justice League on opening day. So, so we'll see that you're still gonna have to do because it looks like they're not gonna be available until about two weeks after. But it's two weeks after, two weeks after, but that's still while it's in theaters. Yeah, now, I, st- I still League say, still I still money. say for now. Like I, I have a feeling, it, or maybe they can do something where they can include, you know, the at home viewing a, as part of the box office for the film. Like maybe you pay like your ten dollars for your movie ticket, and like for a three dollar surcharge, you get the on or you get the download or yeah. the rental for like the next five days or something, even 24 hours I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They'll have to figure out something here, but I, I, like I said, it's a, it's a win, not an if. Uh, yeah. Michael Lucero also mentions in the chat room that would solve the problem of my wife, not wanting to see a movie in theaters, but me not wanting to go alone. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very true. true. Very true. Okay. So you know what? It's time for the new segment, Amory. Are you excited? I am. Okay, so we're going to try and take a gigabyte out of the future without microchipping our teeth. Uh, let's get technological. Okay, so what's up first uh, in our new segment? New segment. So it's time to skip the line with Amazon Go. Amazon Go is a small storefront in Seattle serving ready-to-eat meals, snacks, and meal kits prepared by on-site chefs. And all you need to shop there is an Amazon account. While the store is still in beta, which is really weird to say, um, (laughs) it's only available to Amazon employees. They are looking forward to it being available to the public in early 2017, and one can only assume that more stores will follow. So, uh, Anne-Marie, what do you think about this? I don't know how I feel about this. Good. I don't know. Now on to me. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. um, I want to like it. I really, really want to like it because I hate waiting in line at the checkout. But, like, what if you have issues? Like, what if something's priced wrong? Like, you can't get an override because you're not even going to know about it until you get home mm-hmm. and you look at your receipt if you look at your receipt. Yeah. Th- like, that's – you're going to look less at that type of stuff. The couponer in me, which is very small, but the couponer in me is not a big fan. Um, it probably won't really matter since it looks like most of it's grab-and-go versus full-service grocery, though. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm sure that'll be coming out eventually, especially since we already have like every store offers its own delivery service. Yeah, you know, it's a beta test, but I I, I kind of feel like they wouldn't be launching this unless they had a pretty solid technology behind it. So I, I don't know if I'm worried about you know, the technological aspects of it as much. But sorry, go ahead. Um, no, I was just going to say, um, the thing is, it's sort of like, right now it just looks like it's a grab and go. Like, it's something that you're going to see in a bigger city right near a b- bunch of office buildings mm-hmm. so that people can go somewhere and get something for lunch that's a little better than, you know, deep fried goodness. Yeah. So I'm not too concerned about it coming to my little town anytime soon. Yeah. Over in the chat room, Mike Lucero says, in reference to our intro for Technological, I was picturing Bill biting into a motherboard when he said that. Don't do it, Bill. (laughs) And uh, Angel T says, in reference to Amazon Go, heaven knows I'm happy about something that decreases the number of people I need to deal with. Right. But, you know, this kind of, it's kind of creepy to me uh, because it just, I I mean, imagine the metrics they're going to get on people with this thing. Oh, my God. It's bad. it's going to completely one up those loyalty cards you get at like Kroger or Publix or whatever. I Kroger. Uh, yeah, but you know, it, it, it'll going to completely one up them for the data mining aspect. Not only will they now know uh, what you bought, but they'll track what you looked at and they'll be able to see what you put back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what you decided against. Uh, like uh, the, the example in the video is someone grabbing a cupcake, then putting it back, then grabbing it again. They're going to see that. And so they're going to start pushing cupcakes at you. They're going to push cupcakes or they're going to push diet pills. Yeah, and, and I'm That's sure it'll be... T- the I'm The thing is, it because of the way Amazon's set up, it's going to be tied directly to your credit card and legal identity. Not to mention your online identity, which Amazon has a big hook in too. Like you go and look at Anything. like hiking boots on Amazon and then for days on Google, you'll see ads for hiking boots because oh, Amazon told the ad people and you know, there's this whole profile set up with you. So now they're going to have a profile on your real life actions, not just your on, uh, online actions. So I it's kind of creepy. It's all very creepy. I, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm very conflicted 
passionate about how I feel about the whole situation. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't like waiting in line. It's annoying and it feels like a waste of time. But you know what? There are some perks. Yeah, there definitely are some perks. They- what if you wanted to pay cash? Like a lot of, I feel like a lot of the technological uh, innovation, say I said the name of the segment, uh, innovations in the past couple of years are trading, you know, aspects of privacy and, you know, sort of personal privacy for mild convenience. You know, you don't have to stand in line for 10 minutes. You can just walk out of the store. So you save or save, you know, five or 10 minutes out of, out of your day. But now they know that you like cupcakes and you're really struggling with uh, getting cupcakes or not getting cupcakes you know right. so so it's kind of creepy well it's really creepy because what if you just had one bad day where you really wanted the cupcake and you don't want the cupcake and you do want the cupcake and mm-hmm. you're having an, your own little emotional breakdown you're going to be seeing that cupcake thrown in your face for the ne- next couple of weeks when really you're fine you just had one bad day where you wanted a cupcake yeah where you wanted the cupcake cupcake who doesn't want a cupcake i want a cupcake okay right well now. well you know it's a new segment we shouldn't get completely lean into the negative creepy stuff let's talk about this next story at&t says net neutrality is bad what following up on our coverage of at&t's direct (laughs) tv streaming system the fcc has sent out some strongly worded letters to both at&t and verizon recently about their zero rating the companies have both been accused of not counting all streamed content towards customer data usage giving their services an advantage over companies like netflix and hulu that is not okay. Nope. Every, either it all counts or none of it counts. I, I get that AT&T and Verizon are competitive, uh, yeah. but do they have to be unfair about it? Like, this is teaching no one a good lesson, my friends. Mm-hmm. How would they feel if the tables were turned? They'd be flipping tables in anger. That's how they'd be feeling. <laughs> They they'd be turning tables, then flipping. They'd be them. turning the tables by flipping the tables. <laughs> That's a, so turning them upside down. <laughs> they're, they're turning it upside down. Upside down tape, they'd be, tables. They'd be angry tweeting about it. Very very much so. Okay, uh, you, you know I, I am glad to see the SEC fighting back on mm-hmm. this since I was so upset about the net neutrality implications last week. It's like they I, I guess the FCC listens to this show. Why hello Nick and they Charlie. heard our concerns. Hello, Thank FCC. you FCC. Uh, it, it doesn't surprise me that AT&T's CEO is upset about it though. I, I I for one hope that the FCC continues to be aggressive in fighting this yes. and other zero rating schemes like T-Mobile's Binge On uh, for example. Oh yeah. Where yeah. it doesn't count any of the bi- any of your binge watching, right? Yeah, well it's just like they they, they set up this thing where providers can be like, okay, we want to authorize ourselves for binge on like YouTube. I I think Netflix is involved with it. Pokemon Go was involved with it. And and so it doesn't count against your data cap. Uh, I think they have to do something where they reduce the bandwidth that uses a little bit, like the YouTube videos are are a A little little less clear, uh, that sort of stuff. But still, it sets a really bad, it's convenient for the consumer, Mm -hmm. but it's, Bad for net neutrality and the consumer in the long run. Right. I, I, I think we just need to do away with data caps entirely. I, and I kind of expressed this last week. I will continue expressing that. Please get rid of my data cap. <laughs> and I also thought it was interesting that the uh, CEO of AT&T said this will stifle investments, uh, but not fighting it. You know, not fighting this kind of perversion of net mm-hmm. neutrality will stifle innovation, I think. Mm-hmm. I, you know, within the space, it'll keep new up and comers from coming up. Because they can't. Yeah. They don't have a way in. Yeah. If they're hitting your da- data limits or hitting your data cap and everything, they're going to be far less likely to try something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, agreed. In the long run, I'd rather see AT&T take a hit to the wallet and then have more options for us as consumers moving yes, forward. Okay, I and uh, Angel T in the chat room says in reference to the Amazon Go story, so closer to a 1984-esque society. Exactly. Pretty much. And this is not the first step that Amazon has made towards this. They have the, what is it, the Amazon Echo that constantly listens to you? The Alexa thing? Who wants that, people? Like, who thought that was a good idea? Like, I saw, like... 25 of them at Best Buy this week. And I was like, that's just freaky. Yeah, like I, I don't want an always on mic. I mean, obviously we have our phones that kind of have an always on microphone, especially if you have Siri enabled. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't want another always on microphone in my home listening to what I say, suggesting products to me. It's just creepy. Mm-hmm. Super, super duper creepy. Okay, so you know what's not creepy and what? we're going to talk about before we get back into our, our big oh, this news totally discussion. Oh, creepy at all. Mm-hmm. We have have a Patreon. Hi, Patreon. Uh, now, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a way you can support creators 
that you like. Uh, like, say, us. us. Uh, you know, it, it's a real simple thing. It's sort of a subscription service. You just go over to patreon.com slash universe box and you can pledge a dollar a month, $2 a month, $3 a month, $4 a month, $4.50 a month, $4.75 a month. Or whatever you want. $5. $5 a month. At Amory, it's funny you mentioned that. Why is it funny, Bill? Because if you pledge $5 or more a month, you become a member of our $5 Star Patrons Club. This comes with two benefits. Benefit two. two. Not two. three, not, not four, three, not, not one, one two. two. Benefit number one, you get your name right out on every episode of every podcast we do for the month that you donate. Holla. And uh, benefit number two, we'll move into your house and listen to what you say and transcribe it, then send it to Amazon so you don't have to have a microphone there. And we can kind of filter it out. You just get us. We can filter out the embarrassing stuff for you. That's a service we provide. Or we to will the only record club. the embarrassing stuff. You really do t- run that risk. Yeah. Well, that's that's for the $4 Star Patrons Club. $5 <laughs> Star Patrons Club, we cut out all the embarrassing stuff. $4, I'm writing only the embarrassing things. But uh, the people whose houses <laughs> we are moving into this month, Becca Baca, Angel, Holly Mac 79, Monica Jones, Other Anne Marie, Sage of Earth, aka Patty, Harry Seidler, Timothy Peters, Robert Cadiller, Hope Molinax, Jessica Gonzalez, Jacob Newman, and Casa Commotion. Get it caught ready. And we like coffee. So we like coffee a lot. The more coffee, the less embarrassing stuff we'll record about you. Somebody's watching me. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash universe box. And, and to remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. And uh, I guess uh, over we have Jerome in our chat room now. He says, ha, 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 uh, ha. The death of Meeks is And the death of coming. Meeks is coming. Uh, we love Jerome. He, he, he comes to us from our Legends of Gotham podcast. Uh, yep. Hi, Jerome. Hi, Jerome. You terrify us. A little okay, bit. Okay, so let's see here. Uh, you know what? I don't want to listen to Jerome. Nope. I want to throw on my headphones, and I'm going to warm up my pipes. La, 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 la. We're going to make sure your modern music knowledge is in tune. Okay, Emery, what's our first story? Madonna on Carpool Karaoke. So in the latest episode of Carpool Karaoke, Madonna joins Late Late Show host James Corden. The two vogue their way through many... I cannot talk. Many of Madonna's hits while discussing how her kids think she is dull and more. So I have completely resisted watching any of these carpool karaoke's that come across. I don't know Mm -hmm. why. I'm just like, really, there's again more people in cars doing things. Uh They're not even getting coffee this time. So that's not (laughs) even that exciting to me. But this is really kind of funny. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. It was it was something. I mean, Madonna is definitely not um, like a virgin Madonna anymore. No, no. She's not even a Vita. She's not even the the light song from like mm-hmm. the late nineties. Update: Jerome says the death of Meeks isn't coming. Thank you, Jerome. Thank you, Jerome. Um, however, I found it hysterical that James Gordon knew the words to a Vita way better than Madonna, and she was like, <laughs> "I'm glad you know the words." Yeah, she's like, I did that like once. It, it was a thing I sang right. it. She for- probably, I mean, she's probably sang it a good hundred times, but mm-hmm. it's been a while and she's put out like seven albums since then. Oh my goodness, in the chat room we have oh, no, Dolene there's- Jerome's. There's Jerome underscore and Jerome regular. I'm kind of freaked wow. out. It's getting creepy in there. Uh, speaking of creepy, Madonna. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Madonna it, 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 it kind say of disturbed it, me. Uh, she, she's an older woman. She twerks in this. Mm. She twer- Older women she do not need to twerk. I think a lot of people don't need to twerk. Now it, On video, I don't need she to twerking. To be fair, I love Madonna's music, mm. uh, but I wish she'd kind of aged more grace, gracefully. I, she's had a rough life. She has had she's a rough had life. She's had a crazy life. Well, I, I also thought it was interesting that she mentions in this during some of the interview sections that she has a very boring personal life that she's kind of like julie andrews at home and then she's madonna on stage right i i just uh i i was always hoping because i i I mean i was a huge madonna fan in the 80s Mm -hmm. 90s early 2000s and i was kind of hoping that she's sort of uh age gracefully like an angela lansbury or something kind of like (gasps) you're comparing madonna to angela lansbury well you know i I thought it would be an interesting contrast to have this uh you know very very (laughs) sexual performer in her early life and then sort of become more dignified Oh, you want her to turn into an Angela Lansbury? Yeah. Okay, that's different than Dave Slicker. Yeah, I I, I thought that would be an interesting contrast. And it's kind of weird seeing her because she's obviously trying to look like a millennial (laughs) in this video. No, she looks like Madonna. Like Mm -hmm. she's got the fishnets and the chains and 
things she's always worn. But she's like 70 years old. She's like 60. She's like 60 years old. Uh, but, you know, I, Sorry. I, I did think with that whole uh, her saying she had a boring personal life thing, it was interesting that she could admit it because 20 years ago, even maybe 10 years ago, admitting that in public in an interview, interview would have been basically career suicide for her because she marketed herself as the not boring person for so many years. Like she was always like in your face and, you know, punching the boundaries of good taste and everything like she even says in the interview that she was excommunicated by the vatican a few times three times three times excommunicated so good job lady mm. um you know it might have been career suicide but at this point she's had like a 40 some year career mm-hmm. she's good she i mean if, if she wanted to stop she could just stop yeah. and live her boring life mm-hmm. but she wants to twerk in an suv in new york city so we have a uh, sort the of the dueling Jeromes are really freaking yeah, me out. Yeah, the dueling Jeromes. Uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's only one Jeromes. There's two Jeromes in here. I will burn Meeks and Marie in th- one, two, three. You will Who's not Marie? burn Meeks and uh, Anne Marie. I'm guessing uh, they mean in one, um, two, three. Ha 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 ha! I will burn you. You guys are I'm freaking a- us out. I, I think we need some of our regular chatters like Mike Lucero Save and Angel us. T. They, it sounds really like they just need some friends. So get in there, you know, ask them some personal questions. Be like, hey, how are you doing? What What was your favorite thing? Uh, do you like puppies? You know, stuff like that. You know, <gasps> get some puppies. positivity in there, guys. I Come like on. Puppies. Okay, well, you guys do that. We're going to find out what's in the box. Uh, and I mean, you're about to find out, too. <laughs> We've each selected a special story to discuss. Let's pop open the, the universe, universe box. box. Universe Boxio. Universe Boxio. Okay, so Emery, what's your universe box this week? All right, well, I'm going to sort of continue with taking some of the Jerome's anger. Uh, <laughs> so many moons ago, I told you about Good Girls Revolt coming out on Amazon about sort of like the women's movement, 60s and all that sort of stuff. The show came out. It was a huge success. It hit every marker that it needed to hit. Mm-hmm. And then Amazon axed it. Mm. which makes no like it has really good numbers and it got axed so fans are pushing back on amazon for canceling the recent good girls revolt series about the women's movement in the 60s the series had hit both of the marks that amazon execs told the creators they needed to hit a Uh high rotten tomato score and the ability to convert sales but series or not series uh studio had roy price just was never behind the project like Mm -hmm. never i think he just like gave them a season to shut them up and get their other stuff because they're the people behind the tick yeah and a couple of other things uh the exec never even bothered to learn the characters names or even attend the premiere uh Mm. creators are shopping the series around to companies like abc freeform bravo and more hoping to get an but they have to get an extension on the actor's option because it expires at the end of December. Uh-huh. But they didn't get the cancellation until the 2nd of December. So mm-hmm. they had less than a month to shop it and sign it somewhere else. So they're hoping to at least get a little bit of a bump. Um, this is really, really agitating to me because I loved this series a uh-huh. lot. And a, a lot, like, it's not just me. Almost every woman I know within, like, a 5 to 10 year range around mm-hmm. me has loved the series as well. It's just yeah. something that it, it spoke to the people. Mm-hmm. And we're thinking, like, a lot of what I've read speculates that because it's a series that only women are watching, like, no men are mm-hmm. watching this whatsoever. Um, but the conversion rate is where they're really, like, how how are, how are they canceling it with, like, a 55%, like, conversion to sales mm-hmm. uh, in within, like, Amazon. Yeah. Which is, like, massive for mm-hmm. any of their shows so yep. i'm just a little i'm just confused because like mm-hmm. all the places they're shopping it are regular tv and that's it's it's gonna change the whole show yeah it's yeah. gonna change it a lot like you know i i, I know likey i i, I want to say you know that a- amazon is sort of like backwards thinking from a higher up standpoint though yeah because i mean their biggest hit series so far was transparent which was a very is a very forward-thinking show and a very progressive show so I, I i don't think that's necessarily the case i do wonder what the decision making process was behind it mm-hmm. i i mean maybe maybe it just they were hoping it would be like their stranger things or another transparent and it just while it was very well 
liked by the people who watched it and you know i'm sure it got decent numbers and everything like that it didn't really grab a hold of the zeitgeist uh there's that word again like transparent did like stranger things did and maybe that's why they were they invested a lot of money into it hoping it would be that and it it just wasn't that i mean it, it was very well beloved by the people who saw it I, I i still need to watch it i haven't watched it yet I, i'd love to see it but uh you know, I, I better hurry. You know, it probably doesn't help that the series head wasn't behind, or the studio head didn't seem to care about it. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't going to give it any extra effort. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know. I just never really saw it promoted too many other places other than a few beautifully placed Facebook ads and stuff. Like, that's mm-hmm. where I found out about it. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, uh, over in the chat room, uh, Jerome has been getting more and more threatening. So I've removed oh. the voice from both Jeromes. Just as a precaution, actually, you know wow. what? Wow, let's just get rid of that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, give voice back to Jerome underscore because he was a good guy. Was he? It, yeah, it seemed it, but like, no, uh, we, no, we, 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 we don't, we don't mind the, uh, you know, the, the people threatening us necessarily. Uh, but you know, I, I think you were kind of pointing at our chatters too, and that's not cool. I mean, I, I get that. For people in the chat room who don't watch Gotham, uh, he's kind of taking the persona of jerome the joker from gotham uh yeah. and so so it's kind of fun on gotham not so much it's on the fun. other shows no. so and we, we get it you know so i uh, but also uh michael lucero in the chat room asked uh if i have a back to the future lunchbox like we have in our universe box bumper no i made that in photoshop yeah basically. Uh, for our actually for our uh our universe box old universe box episode mm-hmm. about back to the future uh, so let's see here. Okay, so my universe box for this week is Pigs in Space. space. Apparently, uh, Pigs in Face- Space is coming back as a web series. Uh, the Muppets' official Twitter account tweeted a teaser for a new Pigs in Space web series featuring the original Cosmic Swine and what looks to be an animated series based on the teaser because I, I I can show you. The teaser you. does not tell you much. Yeah, the teaser, but see, it's, it's a CGI animated ship uh, flying through space there. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to, to see if the concept translates to the modern day because it was sort of uh, almost a, a parody of online sort of soap opera, or not online, but like TV soap operas from the 60s, 70s, mm-hmm. mashed with Star Trek. So it'll be interesting to see if it translates, but I really hope it isn't all in CGI like the video suggests. Uh, with any luck, only the ship will be animated and the characters will be puppets just like the oh, old I days. Oh, I really hope there's puppets. I guess we'll find out tomorrow, though, because that's when it sets premiere. Uh, tomorrow, Friday, uh, December 9th. It is interesting that they're doing a web series, though, because uh, the Muppets were doing a lot of great stuff on YouTube, like the Bohemian Rhapsody video. Mm-hmm. A few years back, then they did the movie and the TV show, and they kind of backed off on the YouTube stuff. So I hope this indicates a return, a return. to form. That would be great. So, so it, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Uh, let's see. Over in the chat room, Michael Lucero says, every time I hear the word zeitgeist, I think of this guy from the Milligan run of X-Force, uh, which I, I guess his name was zeitgeist. Uh, here, I'll show, show you right there. That, that character from X-Force, that looks like a Mike Allred's artwork, artwork too, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Okay, so Anne-Marie, we always try to uh, you know, highlight some, uh, some holidays coming up for tomorrow. Uh, so, so what are some holidays coming up? Tomorrow is International Veterinary Medicine Day, International Anti-Corruption Day, Techno Day, Lost and Found Day, and Pastry Day. Nice. Pa- pastry Day. So, mm-hmm. okay, go find a dog, give him a donut, and then, you know, it, which will kind of enable him to become corrupt, I think. Uh, also, yeah, uh, computer? <laughs> no, like techno music. Oh, like techno music. Yeah, okay. not like technology so, techno. Yeah. Arf, 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 arf. And you know, since it's pastry day, uh, you guys' homework for this week for Blathers Send me your favorite pastry recipe. Yes, definitely. Contact at universebox.com. I need more pastry. Or your favorite techno song that... We will never have heard of. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. It'll be a whole new thing. It'll be good. Okay, so, you know, let's talk about some things that we have heard of. What are we excited about this week? We're offering up our recommendations in Suggestible. Sorry, I'm getting excited. That's good. So, Anne-Marie, what's your suggestible this week? We're Marley and Marley. Ooh. 
So I am going to continue recommending holiday movies as long as possible. Okay. Okay. So A Muppet Christmas Carol is one of my all time favorite movies to watch with the kids mm-hmm. or by myself. <laughs> um, the Marley and Marley song was one of my favorites growing up. And my mom and me and my brother would all sing it. We'd just be like jamming in the car. We're Marley and Marley. Woo! And now me and Bill do it. Yes. So, and it's. It just sort of happens. <laughs> so if you haven't seen it, I need you to leave now mm-hmm. and just go find it somewhere in the deep, dark crevices of the internet or whatever it is, ABC's 25 Days of Christmas. They play mm-hmm. it like 17 times. It is a good good film and one of my favorite adaptations of the Christmas it, Carol. It really, Carol. It really is. And I've seen so a few cool. and I've been in one. So High five. We were in that. Yes. I was we Bob like Cratchit. Seven people. I was Bob Cratchit. You were uh, Mambo number five. Uh, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. Boop, 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 boop. Get to the workhouses. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. My suggestible for this week is a. Uh, well, do you remember Wienerville? Uh, oh, the puppet based Nickelodeon show featuring Mark Wiener and his bizarre <laughs> creations like Dottie, Sacco, and Boney. Leave yes. me alone. Yes. Well, it turns out he has a YouTube channel. No. Yeah, he has a YouTube channel. Here, I'll, I'll play a little bit of it right now. But it, it, it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting, though. Uh, he, he does a semi regular series on it called Ask Boney, uh, obviously featuring Boney uh, mm-hmm. from the old show. But it, I, I will say say the content isn't really that great um it's not that funny but i mean i'm a lot older than i was when i liked wienerville too right but but in a way if you look into it a little bit Uh it's kind of sweet because he produces these videos with his son max and it seems more like a bonding experience between them than an attempt uh to hop on the nostalgia train like a lot of people are doing these Mm -hmm. days Uh, most of the videos have a very low view count like this one i'm playing on the stream has 250 views and it's been out for a few weeks now so if nothing else, maybe hop over to the YouTube channel. It's a Wienerville TV and watch a couple of them help the guy out. You know, maybe give it, give his son like a nice ego boost. And we'll have the link in the show notes at universebox.com. As I'm well. literally posting this on my brother's Facebook right now oh, are you? because nice. I remember him being a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. As you were. I, I, it, it was interesting, though, because I went and I did a little research on Mark Wiener after uh I, after seeing this, I'm like a child, <laughs> but, <laughs> Mark Wiener. Okay, yeah, we get it. I know, but it's just well, uh, it was all around when we were little. But I was like, whatever happened to him? I oh, I guess he's on YouTube. He hasn't done anything. But no, he's been voicing a lot of characters oh, really? for uh, Nickelodeon shows. Like he was uh, the voice of Swiper the Fox on Dora <gasps> the Explorer. Swiper, no swiping. So Nickelodeon's treated him very well. Uh, and I guess he lives in uh, has a nice house in Connecticut and stuff. Hmm. I, I mean, I did a lot of research. You must have done did a lot of it. research. Uh, but you know, it, it was kind of cool just to see. Oh yeah, he's still kind of doing his thing, mm-hmm. and he's trying to bond with his son over you. YouTube. So, you know, go over there, get, give him a couple couple things there. Okay, over in the chat room, uh, as far as that character, uh, Michael Lucero says uh, that the artwork was by Mike Allred, uh, and he's one of his fa- Michael's favorite comic book artists, huh. uh, and he loves Mad Men, Mad Man, rather. I, I love Mad Man, too. Uh, the Superman, Mad Man, Hullabaloo, one of my favorite Superman crossovers ever. And then uh, Michael Lucero goes on to say, Bob Cratchit and Mambo Number no. 5 should be your band name. And uh, Angel T has never heard of Wienerville. Uh, if you she's, haven't, she's young. Yeah, she's younger than us. And if you haven't heard of it, that's okay. Uh, you probably don't need to go check it out. But maybe go over to the YouTube channel. Give them a little love. Okay, so, you know, we, we've heard a lot of stuff from the chat room. Some death threats. Uh, a little some, bit scary. A little bit scary sometimes, especially out of the context of Gotham. But really, I mean, outside of death threats, we can't wait to hear your blathering. Let's hear what our listeners have to say in Blatherskites. Now, as always, you can uh, send us your own thoughts about anything we've talked about. Send us stories you'd like us to talk about Please next send week. Us stories. Or, uh, you know, fill out the homework assignment, like send us your favorite pastry recipe. Or, you know, actually, we'll give you a second homework assignment. Tell us about your favorite old-time Nickelodeon show. Okie dokie. That'd be a lot of fun. You can email us, contact at universebox.com. Tweet us at universe underscore box. The Facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash universeboxshow. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. We did get one 
answer to our homework request from last week from Michael Lucero. You want to read the same, Marie? What's up? All right. Hey, Bill and Anne Marie. I just wanted to tell you every time I read or type your spelling of blatherskypes, I say it in my head so the last part rhymes with recipes. Blatherspies. Interesting. <laughs> um, I was going to write in with a recipe of my own, actually. Blatherspies? Blatherspies. I like it. Uh, but I did not have a very good luck with my culinary research trying to come up with a cocktail involving fritters and fake fur. You know, I can understand that. Um, it was actually going pretty well until I realized the cat fur I'd picked up after my calico shed it would not work <laughs> since it's supposed to be fake fur. Uh. Unfortunately, I could not replicate those specific results using fake fur. So uh, sorry to disappoint everyone i have failed you all um as for those netflix series i mentioned sorry i should have given a short description glitch is a group of is about a group of six dead people who come out of their graves in a small town in australia but they aren't zombies Mm -hmm. um some of them have been dead a couple of years others over a century they're hidden by a local doctor and cop as they try to figure out how they came back to life while the formerly dead characters try to remember their past and the circumstances of their deaths. You know, I did watch this. I watched a couple episodes of this. It was really good. Now that he describes it. I'm you like, know what's ta- going on? Yeah, because I, I watched like two episodes and then I fell asleep halfway through the third one and Shocking. I never got back to it. I'm going to have to get back to it now. I forgot all about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, all dealing with things like the world as well as family members having moved on and left them behind. Mm. Paranoid is the one I'm currently watching. It, too, is a mystery series set in a small town in England, uh, where a trio of highly fallible but very likable cops investigate the murder of a local doctor by a man in a hoodie on a public playground. Wow, that just sounds pleasant. (laughs) Um, Sounds like a simple enough crime, but the more they learn about it, the more it leads to international conspiracy involving unethical corporations. It's a very quiet and understated show, not as fast-paced thriller as you might expect. It also has mostly from Downton Abbey. See, <laughs> I, I, they know how to get me every time. Um, anyway, sorry this is so long. I got to go anyway. I've got a sc- Skype call coming up with a Nigerian prince. He said my bank account number and routing number aren't working, so he wants to call and get my credit card instead. Wish me luck. Oh, Michael. Michael, you're not being very technological right now. You shouldn't Skype with Niger- Nigerian princes. No. I, I mean, everybody knows that they use uh, Facebook chat video chat oh wait that's powered by skype okay you're good you're good that's fine if you want to uh send us some blather skypes for next week contact at universebox.com tweet us at universe underscore box the facebook is facebook.com slash groups slash universe box show and the voicemail number is 424-274-2352 again that's 424-274-2352 over in the chat room in reference to the jerome situation michael lucero says seriously what the heck was going on with that in the content, oh, they, and they I, started doing this during Legends of Gotham a which, few weeks ago, which was fine because they were kind of like cosplaying it the was, character, yes, and everyone knew Gotham, and they got it, and we got it. But, but it's, by the same token, it's getting creepy and following us around. Well, it, it, it's not so much that it's even following us around because I mean we can take it, but when you start when you start uh, pointing others. that that vitriol to people in the chat room who don't necessarily watch Gotham, yeah. It's, uh, Sorry, I, I hate kicking people. I hardly ever kick people from the very chat room. Rare. But that was a situation where I had to kick you. Uh, Jerome, uh, you're very entertaining on in the Gotham chat room. You're welcome to come back to our chat for other shows. Mm-hmm. Just when you're not in the Gotham chat room, you know. Don't be Gotham. Keep it real. And uh, don't threaten the other people in the chat room. <laughs> That's all. And uh, Angel T over in the chat room says, uh, reminds me a, a, a bit of that one show that used to be on ABC or something. Can't remember w- what it was called. <laughs> Just that I was sick of the commercials when watching one. Uh-huh. That was uh, very informative there. You know? I think, think uh, oh, what was it? Uh, Pushing Daisies that. is the one you're talking about. Oh, I really? Think. Yeah, yeah. That was on during once? I, I think I so. I thought Pushing Daisies was long before once. It might have been. It might have been. I'm pretty sure it was. That's the only one that comes to mind that could be anything like the glitch show Michael uh, was describing. Sure. Okay, but as always, we have a few takeaways to go out on. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Amazon is watching you and thinks good girls are revolting. Uh, pigs in Space had better be dedicated to John freaking Glenn. Rest in peace, John Glenn. That's all I'm saying. Eventually, everybody from our childhood will start a YouTube channel. So true. <laughs> and Madonna is 75% foundation on her face. Okay, so uh, that about does it for this week. Anne-Marie, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at AMDSimone. 
As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And, you know, you can follow me out the door because I'm heading out right now. Uh, hey, it's wine. Do, do you want to head out too? Mm, okay, sure. Okay, cool. So until next time, remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside.